podcast series discussing alcoholism and the effect on mental health. Music by Kevin McLeod. This week, I want to talk about the battle of weight. I overeat. Do I disrespect my body? In some respects, probably. I eat the wrong type of foods. I crave carbohydrates. I do lack of exercise. And I've always been overweight. Partly, I will accept it's my own thinking and my fault. But it's quite a difficult subject because... If you actually look at bulimia or anorexia, it's the only thing you can control in your life when other things are going wrong. And that is the key source of the problem behind these eating disorders. And when I actually look at the traits behind both of these, I can see there's a lot of resemblance to what I've gone through all my life. All my life, I've been overweight. I'm six foot five and used to weigh around about 21 and a half stone so I don't, I don't know what that is in pounds and kilos but I was huge I was huge sideways I was huge upwards but the problem being is that when you're that size just everyone looks at you as though you are meaningless you don't have the self-confidence to actually go out and do things that other people do you don't have the confidence to go into a gym, for instance, because you just feel so self-conscious and people are looking at you thinking, just look at him, he must have been eating all the wrong stuff and he's just lazy. And that really gets to me because, am I lazy? I don't know. But this, in some respects, is tall. And when I was young, my mother used to always have a fridge full of snacks they were high calorie sugars high calorie chocolate bars high calorie drinks and it was quite ironic that we used to buy fruit in for when people were visiting as though there was like this fruit bowl on the side but as soon as they left it was left there to rot because we would just go and eat out the fridge my eating habits stem from a very young age because my mother used to do two things one she would always force feed me whatever was on the plate and they used to oversize everything if i didn't eat it two things would happen one i would get told there are people in this world starving we've bought you that meal out of our money everything comes down to money remember that also if you don't eat it, you'll get it served again. And I used to leave it because I was absolutely stuffed. And you know that sort of satisfied, want to go to sleep stage. So I'd leave it. Following day, it'll get served cold. <laughs> and I mean cold. You imagine horrible greens in gravy that are overcooked in cold and it ends up as a congealed mush. And she used to do this. She literally used to do this every day until I ate it. Um, little did she know I used to throw it in the bin but that's a different story then we go to the fact of when they used to go shopping they always used to buy all these snacks and everything else but when they used to run out my mum and dad's friends live on every Thursday it was tradition they would come around buy fish and chips and spend the evening with us 
Dorian and Dell owned a sweet shop and they used to bring me around some sweets and it, comics and whatever they could find that was out of out of date that sounds wrong whatever they could find in the shop that they had excess of they would bring around for me now what would happen is i'd eat my dinner and say oh can i have the sweets from dorian and dell no and they used to ration them and they used to ration them and hand them to me when i was good throughout the week so they didn't have to actually go and buy me any sweets other than what they were they were prepared to eat and when we used to go shopping, they used to go, What's, what chocolate bars would you like? Oh, we're not buying them, they're expensive. We buy these ones because we like these. So why ask me? Why ask me? It's, it's, it's just bonkers. The drink scenario, we used to have this lorry that used to uh, deliver sort of fizzy drinks. It used to drive around delivering fizzy drinks, crates of fizzy drinks, picks up the empties, deliver whatever you wanted. And we used to go through so much artificial coke. It wasn't even the true stuff. It was the horrible stuff. We had limeade. I mean, who drinks limeade? Orangeade, you name it. But as long as it was dark in colour, my mother used to buy it. And the following week, we would have run out and I may have had two or three glasses out of the entire six, six, two-litre bottles. So where did that drink go? And my mother used to go, oh, you've had all your friends round. No, that's a complete lie. And there was nobody came round. Secondly, it's like, oh, you must have drunk it or you must have been thirsty. No, I'll tell you where it all went. It went in your Paten coffee in the morning because obviously anything that's dark looks like black coffee, which is what you used to drink, allegedly. It just, it just totally, totally gets to me, this subject on food. So as I grew older, my aunt decided to invite us down for the weekend so off the family go to go and see my aunts and my aunt loves spicy food she made a chicken madras it's the first time i ever had curry so i've literally put my spoon in put it in my mouth and my mouth was on fire and she didn't hold back with herbs and spices i said i really don't like this well you're going to sit there until you eat it and my mother force fed me this Half an hour later, I was projectile vomiting everywhere. And then I got smacked for it. How, how does that work? Oh, that's it. Embarrass us in front of the household. Smack. Oh, you're a disgrace to our family. Smack. The fact that you force fed me something that didn't agree with my body is an entirely different manner. I could not even go in a room with curry after that for about at least 15 years. So this comes down to the fact of where we are today I continually have an issue with food I cannot go on a diet and stick on a diet because the self-motivation isn't there it's a comfort thing it's a comfort thing because I've always known that I will always be fat I have now resigned in the back of my mind to the fact of I will always be that size the problem being is that's not good for me at my time and age. All of my family in later life have suffered with diabetes in one form or another. My father used to put sugar on salad, sugar on salad ladies and gentlemen, to make excuses that, oh, it helps with the acid. It Maybe it does, but not for good for your body. Then he was found out to be diabetic. And it was like, well, I don't know how that's happened. Well, I think that's plainly obvious. Stop eating sugar and you, you're 
diabetes wouldn't be as bad as what it was. But he carried on. Chocolates, cakes, you name it, it was all in the house right up until the point he died. So my battle with weight. Now, this is an interesting one because last year I decided to do something about it. I've studied all the philosophy behind Heal Your Life and the reasons why you actually hold on to the excess weight and it's fear and it's 101 different things as to why you're you're craving food and it's a substitute for something else and I hired a personal trainer and god bless Alex I've now lost five stone and I'm still working but now I've come to this plateau whereby my subconscious and my mind is fighting against losing weight every now and then we'll get to a a period whereby we're just going over the border of where my weight should be and I'll go off on a complete tangent. No matter what I say or do, I will end up buying sweets, chocolates and away it goes again. And I'm just thinking whether or not this is a subconscious level as to what's been taught, has been taught from my parents and is it a fear of change? Is it a fear of change? Think about this, what happens when I'm skinny? I will actually then be noticeable because I'm six foot five, I'll stand out. Whereas when I'm fat and chunky, most people just tend to ignore me. That's an interesting point. That is a very, very interesting point. An interesting fact is that when we used to sit at the table and I used to be full, I used to push my plate away and my mother would go, you eat that, there's people starving in the world. My reply to her was, well, package it up and send it to them then and I used to get whacked for that quite often smacked across the face don't be so rude people are dying in the world yes they are but it doesn't mean to say that I have to eat all my dinner and I know that it's probably disrespectful but stop serving an adult's portion to a a nine-year-old it never it's a it's a tough one and my heart goes out to you if you are in the same situation of battling weight and you have bulimia or anorexia please 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 seek some help because it is a mental condition it's the only thing you can control in your life is is your eating when everything else around you is is going wrong that is the only thing you can actually do it's a tough one for me and i'm gonna keep you updated with where we are and where we go from there but i want to get it out there because i think this is going to help my um mental side uh, with regards to food and hopefully we get things going in the right direction again but five stone is a good start i should be proud of myself and i should respect my body and yeah i'm feeling all right at the moment so i'm glad i did this podcast so ladies and gentlemen until next time thank you for listening (music) 